Horizon Radio 102.5 Stereo FM reaches a potential audience of 10 million Londoners every day. To take advantage of London's newest advertising concept, ring our sales team now on 701 0031. That's 701 0031. Horizon Radio 102.5 FM, the station that Londoners love the most. Horizon Radio. Probably the best soul station in the world. Thank you. 
fly high as a kite. Just look around. It's a wonderful sight. You see the world around you you've never seen so clear. And when you look down upon the ground, you'll know you belong up buttons on now yes that's bottom end from um, a few years ago
got one o'clock here on Horizon Radio 102.5 FM. Part two of the jazz show for a Saturday. And as promised, in the studio a week late, but I'm here nevertheless. Mr. Paul Murphy. How you doing? I'm fine. Now that my broken leg is mended, yeah. I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, yes. Broken legs. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> I broke it yesterday, but it's mended now. It's mended now. Yeah. yeah. Falling over record cases. No, no, no. On the way here. On the way to the Solly Sombra. Yeah. Mm. Right, so how are you? I'm other, fine. Other than your broken leg? Oh, fine, yeah. Good. We've got, we've got lots of good music to play, I'm sure. Um, this track we just heard was... Lou Donaldson, off uh, Blue Note Record, Wailing With Lou. And we're going to be playing some of your favourites over the next 60 minutes or yeah. so. That track's called Caravan, by the way. Yeah. Old Duke Ellington. Right. Really good. Really good. And um, what, what have you got sort of over the next day? Have you got any sort of, what kind of music will you be playing? Mainly Blue Note or? Uh, no, next one's uh, Babs Gonzalez, uh, vocalist. And uh, this is off a live album. I picked it up in Paris. Didn't pay for it, I picked it up. Yeah. Gentlemen, I'd just like to say that uh, this is the bebop story. Oh, it's got a really long introduction, by the way, but it's really good, you I'd know. I'd just like to say that... Uh, Back in 1947, quite a few men were trying to find a way to reach the public with this new music. And uh, I'd just like to say that we finally got together and got one. It was very nice to me, but it was a little greater to a colleague of mine named Dizzy Gillespie. And I hope you enjoy something we're going to give you called Oopop A Da. Mm
Babs Gonzalez, Ubabada, is that how it's said, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Ubabada. Turn your microphone on. Hey, <laughs> how did it all get? How did it all get started? I mean, you started DJing about four years ago. I mean, now you've now got a record company. You've now promoted people like Tiny Maria, the Heath Brothers, and Jay Hoggard. Now, slowly but surely, becoming a millionaire. It's <laughs> <laughs> very slowly, <laughs> I can tell you. Selling your records to me. Um, no, but. Where did it all get? Where did it all start? Uh, well, I've always been into uh, like having a good time. Basically, that's what I'm all about: having a good time, going out every night, having a great time. And I like this music, you know. That's where. And uh, really, what I've been trying to do is just sort of uh, get everybody else involved as well. You know, I, I, st I started DJing about five years ago, seriously, you know. I was doing like, things like parties and what have you before. 
but uh, what was your first residency? Uh, well, I won't say the first paid one because that was only recently. But the first one, I suppose, was the uh, horseshoe in uh, Tottenham Court Road, and uh, then uh, I, I actually didn't like DJing. I didn't like it. I, I, I didn't like it at all, and uh, I gave it up for a year and a half. Mm. But uh, you were still buying records and collecting, and well, I was running a shop, you know, and uh, Exmouth Market. Yeah, but uh, the uh, lure of the greenbacks, you know, I mean, I made no bones about it. It wasn't that I really wanted to do it or anything. It's just that I was really broke, and I got offered a job at the Electric Ballroom, and I I did that. You know. So uh, at the Electric Ballroom, I thought that uh, it was if I was going to get paid for it. I might as well try and experiment there. So that's what I did. I, I put a lot more sort of jazz in there, you know, and I, I, I try to play a lot more sort of uh, things like salsa. And uh, well, it was like really, for the last year I was there, I was like experimenting with, with different music, you know. And why did you leave the ballroom? Oh, well, you know, uh, well, T two reasons really I, I, d I did it for two years and uh, I, I'd got a bit bored with it you know. I, I, I couldn't see myself really doing it that much longer and uh, I just at the time I could see that uh, this music was getting more and more popular but uh, I couldn't really you know I had to go out into the world if you like you know and uh, I did a club called the Titanic with some other people and we were going quite well there and uh, then due to the vagaries of our licensing laws we got closed down so uh, I was in limbo for about six weeks and now we're at the uh, Solly Sombra really good night last night by the way Solly Sombra every Friday we're in competition every Friday night now Paul <laughs> different crowds though well yeah different areas and uh, but the, the more as far as I'm concerned the more people the more DJs, the merrier, and right. the more people into it, the merrier. The more clubs, the merrier. You know? Now, you, you promoted a few things at the Horseshoe. Um, first of all, was it um, some British bands, Morrissey Mullen? Yeah, um, I did. Uh, God, did the whole, a whole, lot. A whole lot, I think. And uh, then I, we 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 made uh, a few bob on it, so we decided to bring some Americans over, and you know, blow it all. <laughs> and that's what you did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had a couple of successful ones, a couple of failures, but, you know, that's it was good fun while it lasted. Experience as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not going to do it again? <laughs> no, I, I might do it again one day, but, you know, at the moment it's really difficult to, say, bring over an American band because uh, the dollar exchange rate, you know, I mean, like, it's only one pound, one dollar thirty to the pound. So if you pay for something in dollars, like, it costs you near enough if they say five thousand dollars and you might as well say five five grand mm. and quids you know so uh, it's just too expensive to bring over anybody now and quite frankly there's not really that many people in the states now that really you know that you could bring over uh, there's much more happening over here now I mean like London is uh, probably the sort of center for musical exchanges at the moment I mean, there's a lot more interesting things happening here than probably anywhere else in the world at the moment, you know. Mm. You're getting all kinds of, like, different music 
not just jazz, but all kinds of different music, and it's like really getting into a sort of melting pot. So, uh, you know, I, I really want to concentrate on, uh, you know, sort of British acts and everything. So um, uh, That's what the record company is all about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we've got, uh, we've even had a chart record, not very high in the charts, but we've had a chart record, and we've had, uh, you know, reasonable sales. We, we're taking our time about uh well, so far you've had Onward International, which did quite well. That sort of got did it. It must have got into the top 100. No, didn't it? <laughs> no, really. Really? But uh, it did yeah, well in the sort of soul scene. I mean, it yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, we didn't have very good distribution. Anybody thinking about starting a label out there must have good distribution. But we didn't have very good distribution, and uh, it could have sold a lot more. Uh, a few lame excuses here, but. Uh, we did a lot better with working week. We did a lot better than we thought we'd do. And we're just sort of building it up slowly but surely. And we're trying to build it up in other fields as well. So, I mean, on the actual vinyl side, who have you got coming soon to release records? Uh, mm, well, we've got Annie Whitehead's band, Onward International. We've got more working week stuff coming out. We're going to do some other things. We're going to do some one-offs, I think. Uh, we want to do this live at the WAG series, uh, which uh, we think is sort of worth doing because we've had some really good nights down at the WAG. Well, I better tell everybody, I do the WAG club every Monday and uh, it's probably one of the most successful weeknights. Well, it's around. quite, I mean, I was there a few months back and I was quite amazed at um, the fact that it was a Monday night which is meant to be the worst night of the week on the club scene, and um, it was like brilliant. Ramo. Ramo, yeah. yeah. And a good cross section of people, not just one sort. It was everything from hippies to trendies. <laughs> you know. Well, uh, yeah, there Dean was, was there. there was a hippie there. Dean was there. Yeah. That, that Dean's my partner, by the way, in Paladin Records. Now, uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to get a sort of uh, cross section of uh, crowd. It's much more interesting. I, I'm not really into uh, going to a club where everybody's the same. You know, I mean, like, personally, yeah. I don't really like going to a club where everybody's exactly the same, wearing exactly the same, you know, clothes, into the same music. I'd, I mean, as far as I understand, even if people come on Monday and they don't really like it, you know, the music or anything, as long as they have a good time, then uh, I'm quite happy, you know. I'm not into having an audience of, like, solid jazz buffs because I think it would take the fun out of it. I, I'd stop doing it if it got like that. So we'll, we'll play some more records. You will pl we'll play, we won't play, uh, this next one's not a tune, it's just uh, a really good introduction to a record, I think it's really good. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know we have something special down here at Birdland this evening, a recording for Blue Note Records. When you applaud for the different passages, your hands go right over the records there, so when they play them over and over throughout the country, you may be someplace and uh, say, well, that's my hand on one of those records that I dug down at Birdland. We're bringing back to the band set at this time, ladies and gentlemen, the great Art Blakey and his wonderful group featuring the new trumpet sensation, Clifford Brown, Horace Silver on piano, Lou Donaldson on alto, Curly Russell is on bass. Let's get together and bring Art Blakey to the bandstand with a great big round of applause. How about a big hand now? For Art Blakey! 
slow drag, Donald Bird. And you're in tune to Horizon Radio 102.5. Charles Peterson with Paul Murphy through until 2 o'clock this afternoon. I used to have a record shop called Paladin Records. Paladin Records. Paladin. I always get that wrong. <laughs> but um, same as the label. And you've just shut down. Shut down That's last right, week. Yeah. Now, why was that? Well, we, we had to concentrate on the label a lot more. And uh, we didn't really have time to do it. And, you know, well, the best reason was that uh, the, the big companies are re-releasing a lot of jazz albums. You know? But the best thing about that is that they're available everywhere. You can go into Woolies or WH Smith, Virgin Records or Our Price. And uh, you can pick up some really good jazz albums, you know. And uh, whereas before, most of these sort of like scenes, I won't say scenes, but like usually when you get uh, something to start off the way we did, it's always based around specialist shops and... Uh, it usually stays around specialist shops and it doesn't get any bigger. It takes years and years and years. But what we what we wanted to do was to get all this music into like, you know, the uh, average high street shop. And it's starting, you know, I mean, it's starting to work. RCA have released uh, a whole load of Prestige and Riverside albums uh, on this series called OJC series. And... Uh, a lot of the Blue Notes being re-released. Uh, you know, all these companies are re-releasing. CBS did this, really. They did some good albums with some terrible covers called I Love Jazz, you know, really horrible covers on it, but some really good albums. But they're available practically everywhere. So we didn't really need to keep the shop open anymore, you know, just for people to go and get records and then buy them anywhere. And uh, if you go into most sort of... Nearly every town's got a little second-hand shop, and they've usually got a pile of jazz albums in there. You know, all you've got to look for is like you know, sort of just keep looking for those Blue Notes, Prestiges, and Riversides. And like, if you get sort of certain periods and you know certain artists, and you don't even have to worry about anything really. You know, you can just buy a jazz album. And you know, it's going to be okay. You know, so uh, that's why we shut the shop down. This next album, this next track is off an album by a guy called Johnny Little, a vibes player, and this is re-released, and it's called Pedro Stodder.
just been re-released via Riverside Records Johnny Lytle and the track Pedro Strudder nice I like that Paul <laughs> I want the album the fact that it's been re-released uh, must mean that there's copies in every record shop around London at the moment they've got about 300 in Virgin Megastore in Oxford Street Station in the world. 